The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Klaus Eckstein is tonight's shapeshifter, chief executive, and I've always called this company Bayer, South Africa. I think that's what it is being called in South Africa, but it's a German company. Klaus, help me out here. Is it Bayer or Bayer? Uh, how does uh, well, how in are you? South Africa, we would rightly say Bayer, as you rightly say it. So good evening, Bruce, to you and your listeners. So we call it Bayer, but it's Bayern Munich. So I'm assuming that Bayer, uh, Bayer is more correct in terms of, you know, some people say total for the, for the petrol station. The French call it Total, of course. But uh, we can call it Bayer and you won't take offense. Klaus? Yeah, I, oh, I, for a moment, I thought you'd taken offense and gone away, you see. Sorry, but you're here. I, I can't hear you well, Bruce. Okay, I will speak up and speak clearly. Um, how long? How long have you been running Bayer in South Africa? Well, I've been uh, running Bayer in South Africa as a CEO since two thousand and thirteen, um, and had other commercial roles that are um, running together with my CEO role. It's always good to have a CEO and a commercial role in our company, which keeps your feet on the ground and your head and into the corporate matters. And where were you born? Where did you grow up, Klaus? I was born in, in, in Bogota, in Colombia, which is the northern part of South America. And I grew up in Guatemala, which is a little country in Central America. So how does a guy who grows, who's born, uh, who grows up in Guatemala end up running a German business in South Africa? It's about, it's about you know, what do you want to do in life? So when I was young, I, I really wanted to work in the in the um, in the export in the trade business of, of tropical food crops I'm a specialist in agriculture and that's what keep my passion going so there was an opportunity to come to South Africa at that point in time that was before my time in Bay and start working on bananas actually and that started giving me the passion of how do you how do you produce a crop for a community that creates value and actually helps um, progressing farmers, but also communities specifically in Africa. So I got addicted to Africa and that's what happens to people. Uh, once in Africa, you are really addicted them. While meanwhile, um, I then joined Bayer and I went into an overseas career. I came back to Africa and here I am. Um, it's, it's a chemicals company. I mean, if we're going to distill it down to its very basics, Bayer is a chemicals company, but there's a, a medical unit and an agricultural unit. I mean, am I oversimplifying it? But I think that's my broad experience um, of, of Bayer. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly the point. We started as a basic chemical company a bit under 160 years ago, and we went through the various phases of change. And this is what obviously characterized Bayer, and through this change, um, today we are not in this basic chemistry at all anymore. We are a life science company. And as you rightly said, we have three arms in our company. One is, of course, pharmaceuticals and consumer health products. And, of course, um, agriculture um, um, and the agriculture environment. And it has been a lot of change that we have pushed through into that um, bit under 160 years, which made us as, as a, made us as a company as we are today. And um, of course, delivering um, and and still being there every day for the public of South Africa. 
Um, you, you talk about being in agriculture. It's a fairly recent acquisition of Monsanto, um, which is a seed business. Um, genetically modified crops, of course, are a global issue. Um, and Monsanto is a is a, a, a seed business that is in the business of genetically modified crops. And uh, that's now part of the Bayer Network, right? Bayer Network, I beg your pardon. Correct. I mean, the, the GMO crops is actually a, a very interesting discussion to have. It's actually in South Africa more, for more than 20 years already. Mm. And it's a technology that basically not only helps us to improve farming technology, it helped us to, you know, um, induce soil conservation practices through no tillage. And of course, helped us to really produce more food that is affordable to the consumer of South Africa, specifically in the areas of the of the main staple crops, like for example, corn, um, which is so important for the for the consumption of of um, you know uh, the basic nutrition of, of South Africans. Um, we are currently in discussion also, and and there's good progress made over the last 10 to 15 years, also in collaboration with uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to bring this technology more into Africa. Um, as we talk today, our smallholder farmers in South Africa are using this technology and they're getting a real competitive advantages to grow their own communities with it. And I think they, they are a good showcase to also, um, you know, um, teach um, smallholder farmers across Africa that this technology will help us to increase um, agricultural practices, food supply and, of course, community development across Africa. And I suppose it makes sense for Bayer to get into genetically modified crops simply because um, a lot of GM crops are, are designed to be maybe drought resistant, but certainly pest resistant um, as well. And you can engineer crops to be more pest resistant, which means that you, if you are Monsanto, you need fewer Bayer chemicals in order to kill the pests. Um, so you're almost bringing that, that, that sort of that part of the business into the, the Bayer network, if you like. Correct. And this was our strategic decision where we said if we want to really shape, um, you know, the future of farming um, in, in, in the space, we need to have a seed arm and we need to have a crop protection arm. If you if you combine the two, you are leveraging basically the opportunity of agriculture. And if you're adding on top of it the digital space, how can you do more precise farming in terms of not only um, your production system, but also preserving and using the practical input systems and uh, the integration into food value chain systems in our in our you know in environment and ecosystem, then you're really starting to shape and to 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 be a leader in agriculture. But not only that, you need to push it through the labor, through the barrier of uh, from agriculture and farming into consumer and in our planet when we talk about sustainable farming practices and, of course, uh, sustainable resource management. Uh, and what about, I mean, the chemicals industry is never far away from controversy. Uh, we're going to talk about that this evening as well. I mean, is there like a, a value statement that Bayer has? I mean, first, do no harm or something like that um, that Bayer lives by and works by? Well, I mean, we have we have a, a very strong vision, which is which is not only an, an anchored in my personal uh, vision and life, but um, it's it's our vision as a company, and that's health for all and hunger for none, which of course speaks to the area of how do we provide health to you know the population of the world and how do we address hunger? And I think this is very strong and anchored in our vision, and we express it through our mission, science for a better life, which is I think is very very strong statements to which we live each and every day in what we do and how we act.
Science for a Better Life. We'll pick up on that theme, particularly as Bayer and its most recent results has reported massive provisions being taken aside. It's faced 90,000 lawsuits in the United States um, over weed killers and the possibility... And the U.S. lawsuits are claiming that the best-selling weed killer in the world, I think it's in the world, one called Roundup, is uh, responsible for cancer. So we'll talk about that with Class 16 in a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Now, I can almost smell the chemicals room on my dad's farm. As a kid growing up, uh, the rep would come, take orders, and they would ensure the chemicals were delivered in planting season to get rid of pests and weeds and all of that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, farming has been using chemicals for decades to achieve that. But the company, uh, Klaus Eckstein, chief executive of Bayer South Africa, um, reported some pretty big losses. And it comes from U.S. lawsuits, which claim that your best-selling weed killer um, it causes cancer. Uh, there is some dispute around that, but what is the company's position on first the lawsuits, some 90,000 lawsuits, these claims that they cause cancer, and the fact that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency says that uh, glyphosate is not harmful to humans, and that's the active chemical, of course, in a product called Roundup. Take me through it. Um, thanks for the question, uh, Bruce. I think um, it, it's a good it's a good um, statement. I mean, what what we do is we basically um, um, produce data packages that we submit to the regulatory authorities, and that's the regulator, not only in US but also in Canada, in Europe, in Australia, in South Africa, and they basically look at the data package. They look at what is this compounds doing um, in in terms of the use that it's designed for, and then they approve the type of use for this compound. And this is where regulators recently, over the last two to three years, have reviewed the data package of glyphosate and actually found that it's safe to use provided this use according to the label recommendations that we're providing um, on the label. And it's therefore a technology that is really um, fundamental in terms of providing modern, modern agricultural practices um, in a in a in a um, corn, soybean, cotton uh, um, um, production system. But there's still ninety thousand lawsuits in the United States, and Bayer taking an eleven billion dollar provision for possible claims. Uh, clearly, this is a, a very serious issue for the company. Yeah, we are of course collaborating with the authorities. Um, we are collaborating also with um, you know stakeholders in the U.S. to really um, bring information forward in terms of um, um, showing that this compound, if used in a correct way, has no effect on carcinogenicity. We are, however, also collaborating to take this um, topic out of the discussion round. And, and this is why we are we were having discussions not only with, um, you know, um, the, the, um, the specific um, court environments, but also with the population to actually educate them as to what this technology can do. And um, for us, it's, of course, important that um, the, the population knows about, gets informed about this and gets also the opinion of the science, um, um, you know, um, um, how do you call it, the science um, fraternity to understand what is happening on this technology. You need to see that also in the context 
of the United States uh, legal system environment that is peculiar from this point of view um, in the world and manages, of course, these type of cases that are known very well from other from other um, um, you know situations on 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 different type of environments. Can I use it in my garden? Because I mean, I can buy a Roundup from game. I can buy it on loot.co.za. I can buy it at Macro. I, I think I saw some at my local pick and pay fairly recently. You can you can apply a Roundup if you use it according to label and um, safely in your garden. And it's a very um, safe product to use. And um, I don't have any hesitation to advise it to anybody who wants who is using it safe and according to the label of the use. It's also a very important product in South Africa. It's huge in agriculture. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's very, enormous. It's a very big compound. If you look, for example, into uh, modern agriculture on corn, it's it's a substantial, if not one of the single contributors of no-tillage systems in South Africa, where you're starting to bind carbon into soils, which is one of the major contributors of CO2 emission binding into specifically South African soils that are very low on carbon. So, so it's, it's real technology can help increasing soil fertility and being sustainably also managing the resources of what what is limiting in, in our continent. Forgive me for being stupid here, Klaus, but if there are 90,000 lawsuits in the United States and there's a 10, $11 billion provision by Bayer uh, for possible claims, why can I still buy Roundup here? I mean, surely this is a ticking time bomb. Because it's safe to use. Because everybody who is looking at it from a scientific basis says this is safe to use. And then this is the controversy also in the United States of America where every every claim and every litigation, of course, if there if there is a fault found on a product needs to find, you know, um, a, a remedy, a change of a label. And you, you rightly said beforehand the US EPA is opposing that because they would say if we change the label or put the carcinogenicity, you know, clause on this label, we would actually start misguiding the consumer because it's not carcinogenic. So what is the future then of Bayer? I mean, it's it's in medical care, and I think you've been involved in trials in terms of COVID vaccines. I think you've been working on that. There's the chemical space, and then, of course, there's the um, the crop space in order uh, to try and secure you know, food security for a population headed to, what, by 2050 to uh, 9, 10 billion people, a terrifying prospect in, in, uh, in a world that is by no means guaranteed to be able to support that many people. So I think um, um, a very important question that's also very relevant for us in Africa. If we look, for example, into Africa today, we got 1.2 billion people, maybe 1.3 billion people. And in the next 10 to 15 years, we expect it to grow at about 2 billion people. So it's it's a massive growing population. We got the fastest growing middle class in Africa. And of course, we we are a market of future growth. We have, the, the as I said, the youngest population. And um, here we have an, an opportunity not only to start talking about how can a population um, self-determine their, their face. We're talking about, of course, family planning and um, woman contraception um, in order to really start um, educating women and giving them this, their, their own decision how to, how to contribute to society. But we're also talking about, you know, how do you do um, self-care and self-medication through our um, consumer health portfolio. And last but not least, we're speaking about, you know, at least uh, three to four hundred million um, a population that are in smallholder farming and contributing to about fifty percent of the of the of the nutrition of our continent. 
which um, um, in the next years can actually learn how to double or triple the productivity of their land by still living biodiversity and on the other side also you know improving and linking into food value chain production systems thereby not only developing them but developing their communities and the country so it's it's a very exciting environment that of course builds on talent across africa and mm. um and how how we can actually start contributing through this either through our own technology all through partnerships with stakeholders in Africa or really um, going the digital way. Very briefly, I mean, the biggest crisis of our time is COVID-19. You are working on uh, on COVID-19 solutions, on vaccines. Um, would you do? Would you collaborate with, uh, say, a Johnson & Johnson if you've got manufacturing facilities? Would you, I mean, to try and just speed up the end of this pandemic? Yeah, we are basically in a in a, a contract with Covax, um, um, for which we currently do a support in terms of market access, and primarily focused, of course, in in Europe at this point in time. That's how the contract is set up. We are, of course, also gearing up our um, production facilities to actually being able to supply. Um, you know, the vaccines, but this will take a bit longer. We must just gear up our production facilities to be able to do that. And this will take um, some time still. So this um, might not even happen this year, but only towards the beginning of next year. My thanks to you this evening, our shapeshifter Klaus Eckstein, Chief Executive of Bayer, South Africa. Get the results your business wants with a winning employee benefits formula from Momentum Corporate. Working in partnership with you, they will apply their deep insights into the science of employee benefits to formulate your evidence-based solution. The result will be employees who feel appreciated, protected and invested in the success of your business. Momentum Corporate, success is a science.